Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. This week our top stories are the inauguration of Joe Biden as President of the United States. How President Biden has spent his first few days in office, the latest news from around the world on the coronavirus pandemic and the anniversary of the iPad. Hi, it's Rose here. Well, last week was a very exciting week as on Thursday Joe Biden officially became the 46th President of the United States. Because of the pandemic situation, the inauguration event was a lot smaller than it normally would be and the National Mall, which is normally filled with thousands of people on inauguration day, was this time only filled with flags. Acknowledging the virus, Biden asked that those in the audience hold a silent moment of prayer for those we've left behind and for our country. He then made an emotional speech saying, I will be president for all Americans. I'll fight as hard for those who did not support me as for those who did. In the same ceremony, Kamala Harris became the first female vice president and the first black and South Asian American to ever take on that job. Before taking the oath at the US Capitol, Kamala Harris paid tribute to the woman who she says came before her, saying, I stand on their shoulders. Keeping with her tradition, however, there was music and poetry at the ceremony as Lady Gaga sang the American National Anthem and Amanda Gorman became the youngest poet to ever perform at an inauguration. Gorman, who was the country's first National Youth Poet Laureate in 2017, recited a new poem she had written specially for the occasion called The Hill We Climb, which referenced the Capitol riot earlier this month, and also underlined the theme of unity set out by the new president. After the ceremony, President Biden joined three former presidents, Bill Clinton, George W. Bush and Barack Obama, on a trip to Arlington National Cemetery to put a wreath at the tomb of the unknown soldier. President Biden then returned to Washington to occupy the White House and start his first day as president. Thank you, Rose. It's so exciting hearing about the inauguration. President Biden has got straight to work after his inauguration and tweeted, There's no time to waste when it comes to tackling the crisis we face. In fact, one of the first things that he has done as the 46th US president is the signing of 15 executive orders to reverse some of the decisions made by Mr. Trump and his team. An executive order is a written law that is introduced by the president and does not need to be approved by any other US politicians. So what decision has he reversed? Firstly, you may remember that the Trump administration had started the process of withdrawing from the World Health Organization, which is the agency of the United Nations responsible for global public health. The US has now stopped this process, and Mr. Biden has taken steps to introduce a lot of rules to try and tackle the coronavirus pandemic. 
There's now going to be a new office set up to organise the rollout of vaccines across the country in a better way. There will also be a requirement introduced to wear masks and practice social distancing on all federal government property. Another subject on the list of immediate actions was climate change. And Mr Biden has pledged to make the fight against climate change a top priority of his administration. Mr Biden signed an executive order beginning the process of rejoining the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement. You may remember that Mr Trump had withdrawn the US for this agreement last year. This is an agreement agreed by leaders from 195 countries and dealt with things like limiting global temperature increase, reducing the amount of harmful greenhouse gases produced and reviewing what each country had done every five years. Many leaders around the world were unhappy with Mr Trump's decision and I expect will be welcoming the steps taken by Mr Biden. Finally, you may also remember hearing about the wall that Mr Trump wanted to build between the US and Mexico. Mr Biden has reversed that decision, so now there will be no wall. Mr Biden has also put an end to the travel ban on some Muslim-majority countries. Mr Trump's administration have put in place a ban on travellers from certain countries, saying that it was about keeping America safe from terrorism. But lots of people disagreed with this and argued that it was not about keeping America safe, but was actually discriminatory against people from these mainly Muslim countries. There have also been other orders signed to cover race and general equality. Mr Biden's administration released a statement saying that he will take action not just to reverse the gravest damages of the Trump administration but also to start moving our country forward. Hello, this is Isa and I'm here with two pieces of news relating to the pandemic. The first is a story I loved reading and this was about a devoted dog who spent days waiting outside a hospital in Turkey where her sick owner was being treated. The dog's name is Bon Kukan. She followed the ambulance that transported her owner, Simil Sönturk, to hospital in the city of Trabzon on the, from the 14th of January. She then made a daily visit to the hospital. Simil Sentek's daughter said that she would take the dog home, but the dog would just run back to the hospital. One of the hospital's security guards told the private news agency, DHA, she comes in every day around 9am and waits until nightfall. She doesn't go inside. When the door opens, she pokes her head inside. Well, earlier this week, Bonkuk, the dog, was reunited with her owner, who was discharged from the hospital. Isn't that wonderful news? My second is a story that is also about COVID. It is about a new form of greeting. It is a COVID-safe greeting that members of the parliament in the Philippines are introducing. The bill is about using a new gesture that involves gracefully laying the palm of the right hand over the centre of one's chest or lowering the head with eyes either closed or clasped down. The new greeting is going to be called Batting Filipino and this has been introduced to replace the traditional handshake which is now considered to be risk to public health. 
The bill now needs to be passed to the Senate and signed by the President before it becomes a law. I love all these new forms of greeting, although I still hate this pandemic. I can't wait to use batting Filipino, although I still like elbow bumps and foot shakes. Hi, it's Laurie here. Did you know that 27th January marks the anniversary of the iPad? On 27th of January 2010, Steve Jobs unveiled the iPad at an industry event in San Francisco. It was one of the last major products that he unveiled before his death in 2011. Jobs had said he believed that there was room for a new device category between the smartphone and the laptop, but only if that device was superior at some tasks. He then introduced the iPad as exactly that, referring to it as a magical and revolutionary device for browsing the web, reading and sending email, viewing photos, listening to music, playing games, reading e-books and more. Over the last 11 years, a new generation of the iPad has been released every year, with many new features and design changes along the way. I am 7 years old and I really can't imagine life before the iPad. I can't believe my mum and dad didn't have iPads or smartphones when they were young. It's hard to imagine how you would have got through homeschooling over the past year without one, as we use iPads every day, both in school and when we're learning at home. iPads really are amazing because they are easy to use, light to carry around, and there's so many fun things you can do on them. I love playing games on my iPad, but I'm not allowed to play it during the week. I have to earn screen time which I can then have at weekends. In my class I'm a digital leader which means I help my friends solve any problems they might be having on their iPads. I wonder if we'll still be using iPads 10 years from now or whether someone would have invented something new or even better. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.